Locked On Flyers, your daily podcast on the Philadelphia Flyers. Part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. And welcome to the Locked On Flyers podcast for Wednesday, November 17th, your daily dose of Flyers news, analysis, and high-quality content that is just so happy for Kevin Hayes scoring that goal last night. Just must have felt absolutely tremendous for him. Thanks for making us your first listen every day. You can follow the podcast on Twitter at LockedOnFlyers. Keep up to date with all the Flyers news, our episodes, and some occasional snark. You can also email us at LockedOnFlyers at gmail.com. I am Rachel Donner. You can find me on Twitter at rmiriam. And on today's show, we are going to talk about last night's 2-1 to overtime victory against the Calgary Flames. And then Russ will be joining me to dive into our Locked On Flyers mailbag. Locked On Flyers is free and available on Apple Podcasts, Spotify, Odyssey, wherever you are listening right now. So make sure you hit that subscribe button and you will get all of our episodes here on the Locked On Sports Network. All right. So before I get into last night's game. Just a bit of podcast news for you. This today is episode number 499. Yes, that's a lot of episodes. And tomorrow's episode then, if my math is correct, would be episode 500. And for that occasion, we have a special treat for you. I did go to Philly for the alumni game and Russ and I got to hang out together in person for the first time and watch that game. But the thing about our 500th episode is that we are bringing you a special treat, a conversation with the one and only Scott Hartnell. It was such a delight, and we really enjoyed talking to him, and I'm so excited to bring you that interview on tomorrow's show. So we will be celebrating 500 in style. All right, getting to the game. A little bit of uh, bumpy news before the game, you know, trying to figure out what was going on with the injury situation. The Flyers do not have an update yet on Ryan Ellis. They were still going to doctors and and, uh, trying to sort that out. So Nick Sealer is back, gets the emergency call up to get around the waiver rules. And uh, we were good to go for the Flyers Hall of Fame night, which the Flyers Hall of Fame ceremonies are always really good. It was kind of unfortunate that they started at 6:30 instead of 7 cuz I don't think as many people could get there on time, but such great speeches by Paul Holmgren and Rick Tockett and uh it just it was so nice to finally get to honor them and have their names go up on that Hall of Fame banner. So it's been a while since we did that. So especially Paul Holmgren, just so well deserved. And he's just flyers through and through and glad he got to be appreciated by the by the home crowd. All right, so getting into that game, I think, you know, there's a lot 
of things to take away from it. I think for me, there are two main things. The first off, I got a, you know, stick taps for Rasmus Ristolainen. He just has had a string of real solid games he's put together and he's really like utilizing that physical presence. I thought he did a great job against Coleman and Kachuk out there. And he just really, I think, helped Travis Sandheim as well. I think the two of them are playing quite well together over the last stretch of games. And, you know, it's like one of those things where I definitely, I will cop to having my doubts about Ristolainen. But, you know, so far, he seems to be like slowly getting it together and being a real positive contributor to this team defensively. And especially with Ryan Ellis out, I'm just like grateful that that aspect of his game is working so far. And, you know, the mistakes are being kept to a minimum. And, you know, in a chippy game like this, you need a guy like that to step up. And he absolutely did that. I think the second thing for me on this game, of course, the goaltending. Uh, Markstrom and Carter Hart both had tremendous games. The Flyers had 43 shots on goal, Flames 34 shots on goal. But if you kind of look at them, the teams were pretty even in the high danger chances and the scoring chances. I think, you know, the Flames had a little bit of an edge on scoring chances and the Flyers had a little bit of an edge on high danger chances for But both goaltenders really stepped up to the plate and were making amazing saves. And I I just have to once again, praise Carter Hart for the way he's been able to turn things around this season so far. I mean, I am knocking on wood right now. But it is looking real good for him. At this time, he's just tracking the puck really well. He's moving side to side. Uh, There was that one save he made, I believe it was against Goudreau, where he just got to the other side of the net and closed off the post. And I am just so impressed with his play. And he looks really calm in there. He doesn't look like he's scrambling. And, you know, I, I feel confidence in his play, which is super important. Some secondary things going on that, you know, we've been tracking for the last little bit. Sean Couturier has been struggling a little bit with some poor choices and some giveaways, and he was just getting beat a few times, and the Flyers were losing more face-offs than usual, and I think that got back on track a little bit, and I could not have been happier for Cam Atkinson and Sean Couturier on that overtime goal. I think both of them really needed it. Atkinson needed to get back on the board and Couturier absolutely made that play happen, taking the shot, making sure that Atkinson got a juicy rebound and Atkinson just buried it. And I do think that will give both of those guys some confidence going into the next stretch of games, which is Really important given that it's uh, Tampa and Boston coming up, both formidable opponents, and having those two in top gear is ideal. 
The other thing I want to talk about is the power play and special teams because we've been, you know, talking a lot about them recently. And, you know, the Flyers did an okay job staying out of the box, although the calls were kind of all over the place in this game. The Flames only had two power play opportunities and the Flyers were able to stop them. On the other side, though, Flyers power play is still in struggle land. 0 for 6 and they had a 5 on 3 for a little over 30 seconds I think it was and just could not capitalize. I think they were moving a little bit more than they usually do but not so much that the Flames couldn't figure out how to stop it. And then of course, you know, Markstrom made the key saves here and there, but There's just something not clicking with this power play, no matter what they're trying right now. And we do have to make sure that that improves because that'll be a a key element to them getting those extra points and stealing those extra points as we get closer and closer to crunch time. Again, super great win for the team, two to one in overtime. And I think it's just going to give them a little extra boost going into this next stretch of games against those really tough opponents. Like I was just saying, you know, with the Bruins and the Lightning in two games, then the Panthers, and then the Hurricanes. So the next stretch is going to be difficult for them to get points. And so any little edge they can get is worth it. You know, Russ, we were talking about our Thanksgiving preparations before we started recording today's episode. And man, there are so many good treats and amazing food you get on Thanksgiving. But maybe sometimes you want that yummy dessert, but you want one that's not so full of calories and sugar. That's where Bilt Bars come in. Bilt Bar could be your new holiday dessert. You can feast on something delicious and feel good about it. One slice of pie has upwards of 300 calories, and that's on the low end. Built Bars are only 130 calories and only 4 grams of sugar, all with plenty of protein. You can go for a raspberry Built Bar instead of that raspberry pie, and there are so many good flavors to choose from. They're low calorie, low carb, low fat, and high protein, and they're covered in 100% real chocolate. Built is such a great option for when you're hungry to not just for Thanksgiving, but if you're on the go or going out for a hike, these are the perfect thing to bring along with you. And there will be new surprises all month with limited time flavors arriving at built.com regularly. So check the site often. And there's nothing like a built bar Black Friday. Mark your calendar. Black Friday is going to be a huge event with all sorts of surprises. So go to built.com and use the promo code LOCKED15 and you'll get 15% off your order. That's promo code LOCKED15 for 15% off at built.com. Once again, thanks for making Locked On Flyers your first listen every day. We are free and available on all of your podcasting platforms. All right, so it's time to take a trip into the Locked On Flyers mailroom. And we got some good questions today. So I'm very curious how you're going to tackle some of these, Russ. Okay. First up, 
if Ryan Ellis is out for a significant portion of the season, does that change expectations for the team as a whole? Is the season still a failure without making the playoffs? Well, the second part's easy. Yes, the season's a failure if they don't make the playoffs. Uh, You have to overcome injuries. They have depth. There are young defensemen in Lehigh. There's Cam York. There's Igor Zamula. I would use Zamula first just because he's a little older. But there, you know, you have options. Clendenning if you have to. Uh, But would that change expectations? Yeah, I think it would because I just think over the next 30, 40 games, it would be very hard for that defense to play as good as it was going to play this season, like and it's the way the season started. So it, it definitely would affect things. I don't know if it keeps them out of the playoffs, but as tough as the Metro is, if the Metro stays that tough, it could. Yeah, I'm kind of with you there that that was part of the strategy that Chuck Fletcher had in this offseason was to have contingency plans and depth. And so Ryan Ellis going out should not, in theory, change the measure of what a successful season is for this team. But you're right on the other side of things that they should use those backup plans <laughs> effectively in order to to try and, you know, complete that mission and make the playoffs. And, you know, I, I have my doubts if he is out long term in terms of maintaining that high level of play, because remember, we talked about in the show yesterday um, about Justin Braun's high level of play or continued high level of play. And is that sustainable? Nick Sealer is a fine replacement, but not a stellar replacement. So you have to wonder, you know, how long the Flyers defense can kind of play above average. There's going to be some dips at some point here. And it's how are they going to respond to that? Are they going to score more goals to compensate all of those other things? So I think it's to be determined is the answer, but Mm -hmm. it does, you know, put a seed of doubt in my mind. All right. Next up, we talked a lot about the alumni game on yesterday's show. Which participant would you like to have back on this current team now, except maybe Lindros? Because that's not fair. (laughs) No, that's not fair. I'm going to go Donald Brashear 2.0 because... If all of a sudden Donald Brashear is going to be like a playmaking enforcer, there's room for him on this roster. He would replace Zach McEwen in a heartbeat. I don't even know if Zach McEwen could make the passes that Donald Brashear was making. <laughs> so I'm going with Brashear. Well, I'm going to be very obvious and go with Simon Gagne because yeah. he did have a great game in the alumni game. And I thought he was both you know, generous in terms of trying to set up other people as well as scoring on his own. And I think that's a good combination that the Flyers could use right now offensively is score goals and help other people score goals. Who knew? Makes sense. Um, So I think uh, that's my pick. It's a good pick. All right. Next up, we have started to get to the point where we have enough games into the season to get a better sense of the Metro division. Have any of your opinions changed since the beginning of the season on who might make the playoffs at this point? You know, I could be a stubborn SOB right now. It's no, because Crosby's back now for, for Pittsburgh and Malkin's going to come back in the next week or two, probably. And we'll see how all that shakes out. 
Washington is what I thought they were. Uh, Columbus, I don't think will we'll hang in there, but we'll see. The Devils are getting better, so the Devils are uh, a dangerous team. The Rangers are a dangerous team. The Hurricanes are going to win the division. You know, somewhere the Flyers are going to be in there somewhere, but I don't know if it's going to be on the inside or on the outside looking in because I think five could make it, but I don't know that's going to happen. So it's going to be tough. Yeah, I think on my end, I might have underestimated the Caps thus far. I think that's the biggest difference from what I might have anticipated. I really thought they might be over the edge. But it is early in the season, and maybe that's something that will show up later in the season in terms of the fatigue factor and their age. So I'm going to hold on to my prediction. Might as well. have front. But I, that's crumbling a little bit. And then I think, you know, the Devils are, are I think, outperforming themselves a little bit as well. Um, they could come back to earth a little bit. Um, but, you know, it would not shock me if they maintain this through the whole season just to piss me off personally. So it's like you're gripping like a package of Lorna Dunes too tight right now. Is that what that visual was? <laughs> no, Bill Bars. Bill Bars. All right. Next up, uh, you mentioned Sidney Crosby, so that was very fortuitous. The aforementioned Sidney Crosby got involved in a controversial play pretty recently against the Washington Capitals, where he threw Faravari into the boards. Yeah. Like pretty much picked him up and tossed him into the boards, and there was no call at From the time. A- Right. From a strength standpoint, you wouldn't think Crosby could do that, right? But he can. Um, from a safety standpoint, it was horrific because, you know, you could give him a concussion or worse. And he should have definitely been kicked out of the game. He definitely should have gotten at least a one-game suspension, maybe two. Uh, but nothing happened because he's Sidney Crosby. So there you go. Yeah, it was disappointing that there wasn't even like a hearing and a like obligatory fine or yeah. something just so that the league could say they did something but do nothing. I mean, that was the right move there, right? Yeah. Have your info, your phone hearing yeah. and then issue a, a fine and they can move on with their business of not enforcing things against Sidney Crosby. But that was a very Flyers Homer take right there, <laughs> but there's some truth to it. There is some truth to it. There is a, a grain, a grain of truth, maybe a few grains of it. We're back and better than ever. A new web interface for the start of the basketball season, and more props, odds, and lines than ever before. Bet Online remains your number one spot for all the basketball and football action this season. Head to our new updated desktop or mobile website to sign up today and receive your. off welcome bonus on your first deposit. Just use our promo code LOCKEDON to receive your bonus from basketball, football, NHL, boxing, and UFC right to your favorite Vegas casino games. Don't wait to take advantage of all the amazing offers available for the 2021 season. BetOnline is the fastest and easiest way to bet all your favorite sports. BetOnline, where the game starts. All right. Next up, the Hockey Hall of Fame 2020 class different from the Flyers Hall of Fame gotta make sure that's clear since you know the Flyers Hall of Fame induction was last night so the big Hockey Hall of Fame 2020 class finally got their due that was uh, postponed due to COVID with uh, Jerome McGinley, Marion Hossa, 
Doug Wilson, Kevin Lowe, Ken Holland, and Kim St. Pierre. Are there any flyers in the pipeline for the Hockey Hall of Fame? Nah, I mean, you know, Eric Desjardins would get close, and John LeClaire, if he had a little bit longer career, would um would be a good argument. Honestly, I don't think there's one that's close in the pipeline now. Is it possible uh, they go back and look and put somebody in as like a, a builder or something like that? Yeah, I think you probably could find somebody uh, in that regard. So player-wise, can't think of one right now. Yeah, I'm kind of with you. I think Desjardins is a good call. I hadn't really thought about him in the mix, but I think he is close. But I just don't know that there's momentum there. There's not a clamoring as to why isn't Eric Desjardins in the Hall of Fame, right? It's just somebody He should have played last night. If he'd have played, who knows what he's doing now. (laughs) (laughs) yeah it's just one of those things that if somebody actually brought up his name more more often then there might be that groundswell but right now I just don't think he's on people's radar even though he had an amazing career he did he had a great career I I'm not sure obviously current flyers we need to see how the rest of their careers go I think there is potential for Claude Giroux to at least be in the conversation. There is. He he's tracking, he's tracking that way. It all it will depend on like the next five years. Yeah, I think so too. I think everybody else is too young to make a call. Well, I mean, I don't know Keith Yandel, but I don't really count him as a flyer in my. He's head. not that getting makes in. Sense. Yeah, don't worry about right. it. He's not getting in. Right, I know. So. Um, just thinking about the old guys on the he'll, team. Well, I mean, he'll he'll break the Iron Man streak, so you know his stick will be in the Hall of Fame, and that's good enough. All right, next up, will the Philadelphia Flyers go on a significant winning streak at some point this season? Yeah, it's it's a good question. They really have not been able to string much together. I think there's always that time where teams should do that. Sometimes there are teams that just win two, lose two, you know, win three, lose three. But, like, most Flyers teams of the past would go on, like, a five to seven game winning streak. They definitely have an in them, so I'm going to say they'll do it once this year. Yeah, I was looking at the schedule, and I think there is potential for one in December, I think there's a couple of weeks there, uh, mid-December up through the Christmas holiday, where they're playing a mix of teams that I think if they have momentum, this is a really good chance for them that it it could be like five or six games. Okay. I'm not sure it would be longer than that, but I think that that's at least the first opportunity that I see for them going on that streak. I think once you hit January, things just get kind of bonkers with the schedule. And I don't oh, know yeah. why they did it this way, where things seem so spread out in the fall. Olympics, Olympics, Olympics. Well, Olympics. yeah, but I, but things in the early season are spread out more than I in know. like December, January. It just do not enjoy that. All right, one more. What is the current status of Cam York, and will we see him anytime soon? I think we will see him at some point this year. We don't know if that's going to be because they want to get him out of Lehigh and just let him have a little run with the team, or 
you know, he's earned it. I think he's close. So I'm going to say sometime uh, after the uh, Olympic break. I think they're going to wait until that time and let him play all those games up to then. I think you're right. I just don't see them calling him up anytime soon. I also agree with you that, that Zamula is slightly ahead of him so that if one of those guys is getting called up, it's going to be Zamula and they're just going to give Cam York more time to cook. Right. All right. Wrapping things up with our Flyers fun thing, uh, following up on the alumni game, the Flyers charities have put up all of those jerseys that everybody wore on an auction site. You can bid on them. And I think there's some, you know, I think that'd be pretty cool, especially the Jersey designs that they chose were so good. It was just like yeah. the classic orange and the best version of the black Jersey that they've had. So they're nice looking jerseys to begin with. And if you get a Flyers legend name on the back, I mean, can't go wrong with that. Right. Can't go wrong. Um, you know, I'm looking. I'm I'm thinking if I were going to bid on one, I'm always that guy that says, "Where? who's the bargain one? Who is the bargain one that I think is is worthy? And, and to be honest, right now, based on pricing and everything else, I'm going to go Pelly Eklund for the quality of player that he was. Ooh. Yeah, I'm going to have that's who I would go with. I don't know. I mean, after how it went down, you would think Mike Canubo might be too popular an option at this point. But, but he's that not. Seems like a fun one. It is. But he, yeah, right now Mike is kind of like middle of the pack. Even even like Shell Samuelson's outselling him. No offense, Shell. Actually, no, it's tied. He and Shell are tied. Nope. Actually, he's just slightly ahead of Shell. Sorry. So there you go. Maybe on the orange side, I might go for Lindsey Carson just because sentimental. And yeah, that's a that's an easy one. Actually, Lindsey's right now is a bargain. So of all the others that we talked about, he is the most reasonable. And then on the black team, I don't know. Maybe, maybe like Ron Sutter. Okay, I like that for the black team. For the black, I am going to go. You know, I'll. I'll I'll go uh, Scott Mellonby. Oh, that's a good one. I always appreciated his game. Well, that will do it for today's show. We will be back again tomorrow. As always, we will be previewing the Flyers versus Tampa game as well as, like I said earlier in the episode, we will have our 500th episode with our special guest, Scott Hartnell. So excited for you yeah, great. to hear that. You can't, can't wait. I can't wait for reaction. As a reminder, we always want to hear from you. Send us in your mailbag questions via Twitter at Lockdown Flyers, or you can email the show at LockdownFlyers at gmail.com. I'm Rachel. I'm on Twitter at rmiriam. That's R-M-I-R-I-A-M. I'm Russ, and I'm at Sportsology, S-P-O-R-T-S-O-L-O-G-Y. You made us your first listen today. Now make your second listen Locked on Bets, your one-stop shop for all your gambling needs. Locked on Bets, hosted by your boy Q with expert analysis and insight from Lee Sterling.